Alright, going back to the Middle East on this one, I guess. This is the Kyle Style Podcast, and uh, maybe I should stop reading the news. There's never any good news. Just come across this story today. I mean, I heard something about it a little while ago, but uh, now it's something that's pretty twisted. So you might have seen the headlines, Green Beret discharged for beating alleged child rapist. Uh, this, occur- of course, occurred in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, let's see. Who was it? It was Captain Daniel Quinn, I think, was already discharged over this incident. And uh, Sergeant First Class Charles Martland is the, the newest one. So basically, they were stationed at a base in Afghanistan. And there's a... Apparently a somewhat regular practice there where uh, the ALP, Afghan local police, engage in, uh, well, what they call bakabazi, which literally means like uh, child play. And if you've ever seen the movie Kite Runner, uh, you know what that is, is that they basically, I don't know if they pay them, they kidnap them, they, they... brainwash them to stay in their camp and be sex slaves. You're talking about uh, boys who are, you know, young boys. I think the the younger the better, I think, is how they look at it. And uh, the the Afghan local police are engaging in this, and uh, there was another story, another, another Marine, I think, said that he could hear the children screaming at night when they were being raped. And the real scandal here is that our own military and our State Department embassies have said like, basically that that's their culture. And we are not to interfere. We're not to to judge them or prosecute them. However... It's also considered illegal there, I believe, and so they there's the corruption in the the non-Taliban Afghan government is so strong that I think you just bribe your way out of it if it's really an issue. Not that I think you'd get prosecuted for it by by them, because I mean they're all kind of engaging in it. This this uh, person that these soldiers uh, attacked. Uh, was a like, local police like commander. I mean, this isn't just uh, uh, some foot soldier. This is the guy in charge. So imagine the message that's sending. And I was reading about how under the Taliban, Bakabazi practices were considered against Sharia law. So they were actually uh, they were actually outlawed. Ironically, <laughs> our our liberation army and our liberation force has made it so that the, there's a resurgence of the Bakabazi uh, practices. And I feel like we often hear about how you know how women are treated in the Islamic world and uh, the stonings and 
and the burkas and all that stuff. But I, I don't know how prevalent this Bakabazi thing is. I mean, apparently it's something of a endemic problem, at least in Afghanistan. Um, I mean, just cruising the Wikipedia page, it seems as though it's fairly ancient. I mean, it's like fairly old. It's not... Uh, Let's see. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. <laughs> okay, so at least according to Wikipedia, it uh, the Bakabazi tradition goes back to antiquity. So this has kind of always been going on, and it, in a sense, I would I think that this is maybe kind of a global thing. I mean, I know that the the ancient Greeks kind of engaged in this kind of stuff, and you can try to frame it however you want, but uh, in a certain sense, it's, uh, you know, it's child rape. Um, it's a form of pederasty, and I guess in a sense homosexuality, that's not quite accurate, but uh, that's how that's how the uh, Taliban defined it, anyway. They defined it as a form of homosexuality, therefore, it is illegal and forbidden. Uh... The, according to Wikipedia again, the practice was diminished for a time when the region that we now call Afghanistan was uh, under the colonial rule. So this would have been, I guess, late 1800s. So it was kind of Victorian era thing, and they put a they put a, a damper on that, slowed it down, but. In their absence, uh, came back and and actually, well, now that I think about it, I just misspoke. At the very beginning, I said we're going back to the Middle East, and I started talking about Afghanistan. Which surprise, if you didn't know, Afghanistan is not actually considered the Middle East. Um, it's considered Central Asia, and Afghanis don't like being considered Middle Eastern. I mean, Middle Eastern is kind of like uh, Arabic, and uh, they just they, they don't consider themselves Middle Eastern. So keep that in your mind. All right, Afghanistan is not the Middle East, despite what you may think. Uh, but anyway, back to the, back to the, the boy raping. Uh, so these uh, this practice is going on. Local police are doing this. Uh, people in the region know that uh, this is happening sometimes on American military bases. And I guess I wouldn't be surprised if there were American soldiers. No offense to anybody, American soldiers engaging in it too. But my understanding is that it's mostly Afghans now. When this happens on U.S. military bases, and some of these children have been, these young boys have been kidnapped or coerced into being there, and they're being kept against their will, uh, it sends a, a message to the local population that, yeah, this is going on. This, this is what happens when Americans come. They allow something that even the Taliban didn't allow. And the result is that they, 
they almost want the Taliban to come back. You know, look at what we're doing. And it almost in a sense, it seems as though we're endorsing it or condoning it, which puts us, you know, ethically and morally in a very odd spot. But apparently these two soldiers that are being discharged confronted this uh, uh, police commander about his activities with these young boys, and he laughed at them, is the account that I read, and so they kind of started kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't necessarily condone violence, but at the same time, you have an adult who's keeping a child chained to his bed, according to some of the accounts. Now, I doubt you're gonna be able to just talk to talk a guy out of that, right? You're not gonna be able to just say, "Oh, you know what you're doing is wrong." He's gonna go, "Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, violate a child repeatedly." Yeah, they 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 know, and they know that it's against the law under the current Afghan government as well. But they just do it anyway, and I think the corruption lends itself to, you know, getting yourself out with bribery. Amongst uh, maybe other forms of coercion or just immunity as a official or as a member of the law enforcement or military. So, the story, in a sense, is already old, right? The, the events have already happened. They happened months ago, but uh, I think there was finally a, some kind of tribunal or a court-martial where they were dishonorably discharging these two soldiers. Now, did they break protocol? Sure. Sure, they did. They're they're not supposed to be involved in what the Afghan you know local police are doing. They are not supposed to, of course, generally just be be assaulting people for you know not attacking them. Right? This goes back to a basic sort of self defense and legalistic definition. But if that was your child, you would want to stop the shit out of that guy, and you know remind him that that's not uh, acceptable. Now, these two soldiers, all right, let me let me say their names again. You're going to be hearing more about them. Sergeant First Class Charles Martland was a Green Beret, and the captain was Captain Daniel Quinn. Now, they were both in the Army. But the story I was reading earlier was that uh, a soldier had called home and talked to his dad and said that he could hear the child raping going on at night by the Afghan police and military, and they were bound by by decree, I guess, by by d- diplomacy to do nothing about it. Now, you can argue that engaging in warfare is always unethical and that we put ourselves in that situation and we then also unknowingly reintroduced the opportunity for these men, uh, Afghani men, to engage in Bakabazi practices again when it had been stifled at least somewhat under the Taliban. Now... We created this situation, and then we are bound by our own attempt at even-handedness 
to prevent them from engaging in this, you know, it's deplorable. I mean, if you're if you're just gonna be if you're being honest, it's deplorable for young people, whether it was boys or girls. I mean, for children to be sexually exploited and to be powerless to do anything about it. I mean, it's the police, right? Who are you going to go to? Uh, you, you write a letter to your local Afghani, you know, councilman or something. Like, I don't know what they're, what, who you would even appeal to if it's this, you know, military police kind of thing and they can do whatever they want. Right. And you wonder, you look around, you wonder why, you know, there's support for the Taliban and, I don't exactly know about Afghanistan, but, you know, support for ISIS, right? I mean, if, if this is the kind of thing that we allow to go on right under our noses, and it seems as though we're endorsing it, what do you think those people think about us, right? How do they know we're not encouraging it? How do they know we're not engaging in it ourselves? Our soldiers are doing it. How do they know that that we're not, right? And... The other part of it, it comes back around that it's somewhat nightmarish. This uh, idea that uh, that they were told, soldiers were told, don't intervene because it's their culture. It's their culture to do that. Um, so, I mean, if it was, if that was our culture here, would we not care? I mean children are suffering and uh, it's a it's a multicultural nightmare it really is i mean you're trying to be sensitive to what their cultural differences might be and then your morality goes right out the window your basic sense of decency goes right out the window and you're bound by orders to do nothing and then you do something and your military career is ended because you broke the rule while they were raping children. I don't know. I didn't necessarily bring you any new information on this. I ain't a reporter. I'm just doing like an op-ed thing. But uh, this is a developing story. There's going to be more, I'm sure. Um... I'd hope that there's some kind of reprieve for these guys. Maybe we can put uh, put pressure on the, I guess, the Pentagon, uh, State Department, uh, White House, to pardon them and damn the consequences. Uh, we feel like as Americans we need to stand up for freedom and stand up for creating a civil society, and then we send our guys abroad. And they get shot at, and then when they attempt to enforce just a simple, it seems simple, don't fuck children, right? It seems like a simple baseline of civil behavior, and then we won't stand by them, and we punish them. It's, uh, it's astonishing. And, uh, I think it speaks, it speaks volumes about our conflicting ideals or conflicting values and hopefully uh, hopefully something will happen something good will happen for these guys and 
maybe something can be done to help curb that Bakabazi culture that's going on, because this is just going to keep going. And again, I can only hope that it's not as prevalent as uh, it seems to be, or that it's maybe overstated by, uh, there's a Vice documentary called This Is What Winning Looks Like, that goes into it a little bit, and it's, they seem very casual about it, like it just is what it is. Uh, police commander said something to the effect of, if they're not going to fuck these little boys' butts, then uh, what are they supposed to fuck? Their grandmothers? Something like that. And uh, it just seems... Yeah, it is a cultural practice, but uh, it's also immoral. <laughs> Going out on a limb here and saying that that's immoral and that uh, we are at least better people for trying to protect children from pain and suffering and and confinement but uh i know look into the story see what you can find um hopefully they have a hopefully they have a course of action for these guys and maybe we can you know, I elevate awareness. I hate to say nonsensical, nonsensical stuff like that, but I elevate awareness. Like, oh uh, yeah. Meanwhile, it's just going to keep going on. There's nothing we can do about it. But, 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 um, yeah. So Google it, read some news about it, and uh, now you're you're somewhat up to speed on it. I definitely recommend that Vice documentary. It really uh, kind of shows you what's kind of actually going on in uh, with the Afghan Afghani reconstruction and their military forces and government and uh i think this this bakabazi thing is just kind of the it's one of the symbolic aspects of our failure to the afghan people and of course all of this relates back to my previous podcast the cultural fallout where i talk about how the taliban osama bin laden and afghanistan as it currently exists is a direct uh, relation to Cold War, uh, Russian invasion, U.S. involvement, and still uh, seeing the ripple effects of that. And I guess in this case, uh, young Afghani boys are getting, they're feeling the ripple effects. Thanks for listening. <laughs>